All right, hey everybody, it is an early morning, uh, and uh, this is the first episode of our podcast. This is the Stage Fight Club, and uh, all about getting over a fear of public speaking. Uh, it's probably the number one soft skill that people don't give enough weight, and how important it is for almost every aspect of their lives, you know, whether it's their career or their personal self-development, or if they want to just get over any fear in general. If you get over that fear of public speaking, you can get over just about any other fear there is that's stopping you and holding you back. You want to be an entrepreneur? Become a public speaker, all right? Get that skill down. You want to be a leader? Get that public speaking skill down. And before we really get into some of the content other episodes that are coming in the future I, I want to give you guys a little background on myself and I, I know I, I'm recording this on my phone so the audio probably sucks but I don't care all right because I want to get you this information I want to let you know a little bit about myself so you know where I'm coming from um, I was definitely not one of those uh, few that were born public speakers honestly I don't think people anyone is truly born a public speaker uh, though there are some who are better at it than others but even so, I was definitely not one of those people. I, I grew up homeschooled. Uh, so there was, even going through school, I, there was no public speaking, all right? If you, there was no class presentation to your family or to your brothers, that, that just didn't exist. I was never exposed to it and didn't know that I even had a fear of it. It wasn't until about sixth grade when I actually was put into middle school and into a public school, and we had to give a class presentation and we had to make a product uh, and it had to come with a jingle, you know, some catchy tune uh, you see on commercials that would go with your product. So something to get stuck into the minds of your potential customers or whatever, of whatever product you're selling. And I remember hearing about this assignment. Our teacher gave us like three weeks to get our poster board done and get everything together for a presentation. And... I remember just thinking the thought of getting up in front of my class and speaking just terrified me. Like, I, I had nothing before that to really expose me to that in general, to like even make me think I should be scared. But for whatever reason, I was terrified to get up in front of my class. So I did the best thing that I knew to do, and that was to completely ignore the assignment, hoping that the assignment would just go away, as if that ever happened. So every week, I uh, didn't do anything toward my assignment until the day before and the teacher gave us one last reminder to make sure we had everything ready. And it was at that point I was like, crap, dude, I haven't even started on my poster board, I haven't done anything. So I got home and still didn't tell my parents right away, like we ate supper and then I told my parents that, hey, I have a presentation due tomorrow, I haven't started. And of course all parents ask the same question, how long have you known about this? Regardless, my dad ran to like, Walgreens or some local place that was actually open and got me a poster board and he was not happy about it but that's neither here nor there and uh, I worked on my poster board and I got my product and my product was a baseball that you could throw and it would go in any direction you wanted uh, to make I guess pitching easier I don't know and uh, I had to come up with a jingle and I didn't at the time being like I don't know 10 11 didn't quite know what a jingle was, but I knew what Jingle Bell was. It was a song. So I was like, oh, a jingle's a song. So I wrote out an entire song. It took me like three hours. Uh, a stupid long time to <laughs> get a jingle uh, for my product, but I wrote out the entire song because I just still didn't want to get a bad grade. 
Uh, and the, all, the whole time I'm writing, I'm like, man, I can't believe every single student has to sing this a song in front of the entire class. And that, that made it even worse. Just the feeling of dread and anxiety that built up to have to get up in front of a class and speak. Uh, and I remember that next day in class, you know, and my best friend, and oh, by the way, I don't think I, I don't know if I even introduced myself. My name's Cody Smith. And um, my best friend, his name's also Cody. And he um, raised his hand at the beginning when the teacher asked, does anyone want to volunteer? And I was like, that is so stupid. Who would volunteer to get shot first? <laughs> you know, I, I hated it. And uh, he was like, I'll go first. And uh, I was like, are you, are you insane? Like, you have, you have parents and a family that loves you, and you're just going to sit there and volunteer as tribute? All right, I, that was bizarre. And he got up there. And he did his presentation, and his presentation was on a baseball bat that guaranteed home runs. Yeah, solid product. Uh, would sell millions. And, uh, and then he was time for his jingle. So I was like, man, I can't wait to see what he does for his entire song on this, on this baseball bat. And, uh, and he goes, whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. And that was his entire jingle. The class clapped. He went back to his seat, and he was like, man, glad I got that over with. And I was like... Oh my gosh, I wrote an entire song. And he said eight words. And that's all I had to do. So whatever panic mode I was in prior to that, I was now 10 times that. I had cranked it up past that. I was at 11. And I was sweating. And I was trying to, trying to think straight to focus on taking my song and cut it down to as few words as I possibly could to make it make sense. Uh, but I was so scared because they kept calling names up there to go do the presentation. It was getting closer and closer to my name. You know, I was an S, so I was kind of near the back. Uh, but these presentations weren't long. Uh, so I, every time I was trying to think through my lyrics of my song, which I didn't practice, um, nor did I practice my presentation, I, uh, I just couldn't think straight. I was like, it's going to have to be done on the fly. And so finally the teacher calls my name. And I don't get up at first. Like, I was frozen. I, 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 it, I felt like I was going to puke. And, uh, but I eventually walk up there and I, I un unroll my poster. And, and then I face the class. And I open my mouth to speak and nothing comes out. Just me showing off my tongue, I guess. I mean, I, or my teeth. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it was impressive, but it wasn't part of the presentation. And... But finally, like, you know, I guess I rebooted and came back and, and finally muddled through my speech. And, and like I said, I didn't practice at all. So I was bombing. I was stumbling over my words and repeating myself. And I was like, oh, wait, I wrote some stuff on my poster board. So I turned back to my poster board and like I wrote in probably the faintest pencil you could possibly imagine. I couldn't read it two feet away from it. There's no way my class could read anything on it. And so I, I just started making stuff up. Like I just started pointing at the board as if I was reading off bullet points that weren't there. Um, and so that was brutal. And the whole time I'm sweating, I'm getting close to hyperventilating. My sentence is very choppy. I feel like I can't get enough air. And I, I'm pretty sure at any moment, you know, they're going to throw food at me. So it finally, finally came to the point that I had to do the jingle. I was near the end of my presentation. And uh, I still hadn't decided what I was going to do. 
So I decided to take the first line of my song and the last line of my song and smush it together. And then I realized I didn't have a tune. I didn't practice, so I didn't have a tune to sing it to. There was no jingle, it was just words at this point. Uh, and so uh, the first thing that came to my mind, I spat it out. So I sang it to the tune of Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star. And not only did the first sentence and the second and the last sentence together didn't make any sense about my product, about the baseball, but the tune was so, <laughs> it was so bad. And, uh, you know, I got done, and then I stared at the class, and the class stared at me, and then the teacher stared at me, and I stared at the teacher, and she kind of had to catch herself, <laughs> compose herself, and finally she started clapping, and then the class kind of started clapping, and I muddled my way back to my seat and just died. I just died inside. I felt like such an idiot. I felt so stupid. And I kept that memory with me forever. Forever. Uh, through middle school, through high school, through early college, that memory haunted me for every time I had to get up in front of somebody, it was like reliving that same, that same experience. And, you know, I saw, at a certain point in high school, I, I wanted to get over it. And I felt like this is, this is getting ridiculous. And uh, because I, I, it was any kind of form of getting attention from an entire class or any kind of group was becoming uh, just a source of anxiety. And uh, to the point that I didn't want to raise my hand in class. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to possibly get a question wrong uh, because it just, it just kind of killed my self-esteem and my confidence more and more. Uh, I wouldn't try out, uh, we had to do uh, like in our uh, chorus class, or I think it was choir, uh, didn't try out for parts uh, that all my friends were trying out for and having a good time, and I, I just I refused. They all wanted me to get joined in, I just refused because I just couldn't, I couldn't take the pressure. So in high school, I read books about public speaking, and uh, I had to convince my dad to go and buy me some books. And uh, so I got some books on public speaking, and they all talked about, you know, like one author was like, you have to structure your speech really really well and uh, you have to lay it out this way and I was like ah oh, that's, that's my problem I wasn't structuring my speech you know there was no structure obviously you know uh, a good speech has a skeleton and then you know we fill in everything else to make a full a full speech and then the other book was talking about you know what to do with your hands and stage presence and telling jokes and getting the class com the, the crowd comfortable and whatever else so I was like I'll combine these two things and this will be it and so that's, that's what I did for the next presentation. Uh, but none of that stuff helped take away the dread of having to get up in front of people and speak. Like the days leading up to having to speak were still just filled with a bunch of anxiety and, and tension, um, hoping that it would just still, like I wouldn't have to speak, like something magical would happen and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to go to, it was, like, it was like going to court and hoping someone told you that you were not guilty. Right, you're just hoping, please don't send me to public speaking prison. And uh, so the dread was still there. And, uh, but I was like, but, you know, it'll all kick in once I do my presentation. Uh, but the moment I stepped in front of the class, that same feeling I had in middle school kicked right back in again. It didn't matter what I prepared. Um, it all came crashing down and I just relived it again. And it was just like being a part of a broken record. And it sucked. And uh, so I just gave up. I was just like, you know what? This is this is the way it is. Like I'm afraid of public speaking. Some people are afraid of spiders, and that's just it's just how it goes. There's just no getting over it. And um, 
So I just continued to suffer through it and then never, never put myself out there to actually be exposed to uh, having to do any kind of speaking or getting the attention of a crowd if I didn't have to, unless I was forced to. Uh, so fast forward some more years through my, the summer after my sophomore year of college, and I was preparing to go to Honduras for a mission trip. We are going to go build a house for a family that was living in a ditch. And uh, all summer long, uh, I was, you know, trying to learn Spanish. So I had like CDs and I had books and I had apps that I was using to learn Spanish and I was learning vocabulary and I was feeling pretty good because I was putting a lot of time into it because I wanted to be actually be useful once we landed in Honduras. Uh, so practicing all summer long, prepping, getting ready for this, this week in Honduras. And we got on the plane and I, I sat by a lady who was from, who was from Hun- returning to Honduras and she didn't speak a lick, a lick, a lick, a lick, a lick of English. And I was like, this is perfect. You know, I'm, I'm about to blow her away with, with my Spanish. And, uh, and so I tried starting a conversation and the moment she opened her mouth and started speaking, it was like she was speaking a million miles an hour. Uh, I couldn't keep up. And I, other than asking what her name was or how, how, how she doing, I, I, that was it. Like there was nothing else. There's nothing else I can offer, and I ended up just confusing her and me, and we haven't even, like, taken off yet. Like, we're still in the U.S., and uh, I realized that all my prep work pretty much was for nothing. Uh, so that really, really sucked, and, I, and by the time we actually landed in Honduras, I was just down. I was like, man, this week is going to suck. I can't speak Spanish. only thing I can do is order food at Taco Bell. So if you need, like, a quesadilla, like, I could do that for you. Uh, but other than that, like, my skills were garbage uh, and so someone on my my team noticed that I was kind of down and I told them what happened and they were like look from now on no one not one of us is going to speak to you in English that's no longer an option you no longer speak English everything you do from now on is going to be Spanish and I was like no hold on I don't, I don't think you realize that I don't I don't speak Spanish I don't think you were listening to my story and he goes no 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 I heard you but from now on it's just Spanish that's it can you do that? And I said, yes. And he goes, come on, man. I'm, in, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh, C, C. And he said, that's better. Uh, and that from there, it was just Spanish. And the first couple of days sucked. It really, really sucked. Uh, I was slow, I, I couldn't keep up. I was like a local idiot. Uh, when it came to communicating in Spanish, I had to hear them say something in Spanish, interpret it in English, or at least try, interpret what I could. Uh, and then have a response in English, interpret that into Spanish, and then speak Spanish. Uh, so my computer processing was, I, it was like Windows Vista, right? It was just, it was just a huge disappointment. And so we, but eventually over time, you know, I was only there for like seven days. After like the first three days of like doing that over and over again, that, that processing time cut really, really short to the point that I no longer had to... I didn't have to like really think in English or translate, right? I could just hear in Spanish and then speak in Spanish, right? It still wasn't great. It was still choppy. Um, but I could actually like order uh, food. I could go and, and bargain for melons in the market. I could speak to the locals. I could make and crack jokes with the kids, right? Because I was just exposed to it 24-7. English was no longer an option. And I was like, man, this is awesome. You know, you still had to suffer through the first couple of days, but near the end, you just feel so good. Like, you don't have that dread anymore of, like, oh, gosh, you know, they're not going to understand me. 
Um, I'm just going to confuse them, and then I'm going to go find someone who can actually speak Spanish and translate for me. Uh, so when I got back to college that next semester, I, I don't remember I don't remember when it dawned on me, but I was like, man, why don't I just do that same thing with public speaking? Why 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 not? Why can't I just expose myself so much and get through the first couple of weeks of suffering to get to the point that I'm actually comfortable with it? And so that's, that's what I did that entire semester. I my plan was to speak once a week, no matter what. I didn't care if the audience was just one person or a thousand people. I was going to speak into in front of someone or a group every single week, no matter what. And that's what I did. I figured that level of exposure, because I had run away every other opportunity to speak in the past of my entire life, I was like, this time I'm running toward it. You know, I'm doing the exact opposite. And, you know, just like English was no longer an option in Honduras, right now running away was no longer an option. It was just public speaking. And I was going to, I was going to do it. So that's what I did. And just like in Honduras, where at the first couple of days trying to speak Spanish was awful, the first couple of weeks of speaking was terrible. You know, and, and I got better and better, but I still remember hitting some walls. Like, I didn't know how to really look for opportunities to speak. Um, so sometimes I had to make them up or just gather some of my friends and do a quick speech in front of them. Of course, they were always confused as to why I was talking about some weird topic randomly, but... That's just the way it goes. I had, I, had to, I had to make do with what I had. Uh, I didn't know how to prepare a speech. I didn't know how to capitalize after a speech to make sure I'm continuously improving and getting better. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff, and I had to learn along the way. But after about three months, I remember getting ready to speak to a class. And I, I remember, like, I was, it was about ten minutes prior to speaking. I was just kind of out in the hall. And kind of looking out a window and like feeling like oh, something doesn't feel right and it was that anxiety and dread that would usually uh, hang on my shoulders days prior sometimes weeks prior to having to speak um, that lump in my throat that that nauseous feeling in my stomach all that was gone like all of it like I didn't feel it anymore and like that was the weird part like I didn't feel right because I was so used to just feeling terrible and I no longer felt that way. I remember feeling great, like, like it was someone had asked me to make them a sandwich. You know, I, it was like the same level of excitement and anxiety. Like I can confidently make a sandwich and now I can confidently speak in front of a class. And I was trying to think past over the past couple of days that other than preparing for my speech, I didn't think about it. I just went about my day and enjoyed my life. And that was, that was awesome. I, 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 the, I not only became a better speaker, but I had become a completely different person over those three months. Uh, which, you know, dealing with this up until that point for like 20 years, uh, which I guess was every year of my life, not counting, I guess we should count the, the baby years, but whatever. But three months, and it was gone. I exposed myself so much that I was used to it. I was used to being, I was comfortable being uncomfortable in front of a crowd. And uh, the weird thing was that I actually looked forward to speaking. I enjoyed it. There was kind of a little high uh, of excitement and adrenaline you get. And afterwards, it just feels great. And um, that was probably the biggest transformation was that level of comfort, being in front of a crowd, 
and having them all look at you and then I, I wasn't a perfect speaker. I'm still not a perfect speaker. And the crazy thing is I still mumble. I still mumble my words. I still stutter every now and then. I still say um and uh and do a bunch of things you're not supposed to do when you speak. I still did that stuff, but that stuff didn't matter anymore. All those things I was afraid of didn't matter. That's, I mean, that's what I want for you. I want that for you because public speaking and getting over that fear completely changed my life. Public speaking allowed me to become an entrepreneur in college. Like I, I was able to raise with another student. We started a business and we raised like $17,000 to start a card game. It was like a board game. We build robots and we, we raised a bunch of money going to entrepreneurship competitions where you had to get up in front of crowds and judges and speak and compete for your business. And we were able to raise enough funds to get our business off the ground and take it to Kickstarter, which is a crowdfunding website. And uh, we, we brought it to life, but it took public speaking to make that happen. I got opportunities to speak in college that I never would have gotten a chance to. I got to speak at this engineering honor society. Um, so I, I, was not, I was an engineering student, but I was not in the honor society for grades. <laughs> but I got to go because I, I was a speaker and, a, and an entrepreneur, and they wanted, to, they wanted me to speak on combining those two things. So I got to speak and enjoy dinner with them. It was awesome. And then that just affected other parts of my life. I, I carried myself differently. I had a level of confidence I'd never experienced before. And that skill has helped me in so many areas of my life since then. I was able to take advantage of a lot of speaking opportunities in my job when I actually graduated. And that allowed me to get in front of like our entire uh, company, you know, the entire business side. And speak, you know, and speak in front of the boss's boss's boss, right? And get in that FaceTime with them. And so they knew who I, who I, who I was. And um, I, I eventually even put all the things I've learned into a book called Stage Fight. Um, hence the name of this podcast, The Stage Fight Club. So doing that and doing all those different things completely changed, completely changed my life. And all it is is speaking up and not being afraid to speak and say words in front of a crowd. That, that's really all it comes down to. It's really, really simple. And so that's, that's what this podcast is for. I want to share this message with as many people as possible. And now getting over your fear of public speaking has been around for a long time. Um, and, you know, bringing something new to the table isn't, isn't easy uh, because there's thousands and thousands of books on public speaking and courses and training and podcasts and whatever else. And so what I want to bring is my own flavor, my own level of entertainment to you guys. I, I want to bring everything I've got to help you get over your fear and get you on the other side of that stage. Because the person that goes up on a stage and speaks is not the same person that gets off that stage after they're done. So if I can get you to do that over and over and over again, I can change your life. You can change your life. You can be a completely different person, and it's going to be awesome. Um, so this is the first episode of the podcast. Uh, it will get better from here. Uh, I know the part of the sound quality is not the best, but I don't care. We'll, the first is first episode of any YouTube channel, of any podcast, of any TV show, whatever. It's not great. So this one's not going to be great, but I had a blast telling you guys my story. And on the later episodes, we're going to dive into a little bit deeper on those sections before we get into some really good content on how to get over your fear. And I'm so excited. I hope you guys are excited. 
and uh, you know subscribe to the channel if this is something you're interested in you know you know what no subscribe to the channel if you want to change your life all right if you really actually fall to get over your fear of public speaking even if like you're not like totally afraid of public speaking but you really feel like you could I should really be more comfortable in front of a crowd like you benefit from that and you're lying to yourself if you wouldn't benefit subscribe to the channel let's go on this challenge and journey together all right subscribe Leave a review too. If it sucked, let me know it sucked so we can make it better. If you liked it or if you want to see something, leave a comment. Put it below. Put it in the reviews. I don't care. Just do it. All right? It helps everybody. If I can get better, we can help more people. I can help you better. If I understand what you want and what you want to know more about. All right? And that's the end of this podcast, and I'll see you for the next episode. Peace!